who we're thinking about today. Don't worry, I'm not going to make you stand up every time I say Stephen's name, I promise you. Um, or the word calm, if you hear it, feel free, uh, but don't feel like you have to. I wonder, has anyone ever won an award? Hands up if you've won an award. Yeah, I bet you've won an award for all sorts of things. Can I show you one of my awards? There it is. I won an award. Actually, I didn't because all of us won one of these when I did it. It was one of those things that we did in my last church as a staff team. We did a golf tournament because uh, my former colleague is a very good golfer and um, we all won one of these. So it wasn't really quite what you'd say an award because we all won one. We were all given one for trying our best. I wonder, though, what have you received awards for? Who can shout things out? Not just um, what it was, but what you did to get that award. Shout some things out, what you've done to win an award. Football. Made food. That's cool. Excellent. I'll come round. Um, what else? Leadership. Oh, that's a good one. Won awards for leadership. Awesome. I'd like one of those. That would be fun. What else? Cycling proficiency badge, brilliant, yes. What was over here? Dancing, fantastic. For what, sorry? Being kind, that is an amazing award. That is amazing, absolutely brilliant. So I would imagine that lots of you will have won those awards because you worked hard, because you trained hard, um, because you, you studied for some of them, maybe particularly you had to do your cycling proficiency and you had to learn how to ride a bike, that's a starting point, isn't it? So you'd have had to work on that. But last week we heard about um, the way that the church grew. It continued to grow, to grow, it continued to grow and grow and grow. And because there were so many people, a complaint was made, and a complaint was made that claimed that some widows, those who'd lost their husbands, they were being neglected by the apostles. They weren't being looked after. So the leaders didn't want anyone to be overlooked. And they gathered lots of people together and said, choose seven men among you so that they might do this business. Because the apostles needed to teach and pray and not serve everybody's needs. And one of the people they chose was Stephen. So, I have a volunteer who hasn't willingly volunteered, but I've asked him, and that is Andrew, who um, is leading the OM team. And Andrew has agreed, being coerced, uh, to just demonstrate uh, what um, things Stephen had. So, Stephen, if you... Uh, Stephen. Well, there we go. You are Stephen for this moment, Andrew. So, Stephen, um, if we look in our Bible passage, we learn lots of things about Stephen and uh, what was special about him, like his CV, I guess. We find out that Stephen was full of the Spirit. So I've got a little hat for you to wear just to help us think. Um, I was definitely not told. He didn't. I didn't tell him what he was going to be doing. But Stephen was full of the Holy Spirit. We also find out that he was wise. And I was trying to think what we could use to think about what was, uh, how someone might be wise. So I've got you a big book here. It's a book of Christian theology. There we go. Alistair McGrath, yeah, absolutely. Uh, we also find out that he was full of faith. So what I've got in one of these bags, there we go, I've got you a shield of faith that I carefully made. <coughs> we also find out in this passage <laughs> that he was full of grace and power. And now these are harder to 
do, uh, really. So what I've got for Grace, I've got a scarf. You know, like, because if you've got a, a, a scarf, you might be graceful. So there you can, you've got a, a, a scarf. But he was also full of power, lovely. Um, and so I've got you a power tool to represent that. And it's actually working. But don't worry, the battery will go at some point soon because uh, things like that. Um, and then we also find in this passage that Stephen performed great wonders and signs. Now, this is really hard to do visually. So I've got a sign and it says, wow. <laughs> this is Stephen. Stephen was full of all of these things. This is what Stephen did. But the thing is that the group of people that were around Stephen, they started to argue with him. And we're going to find out what happened when they argued with him. But I think, first of all, we need to give um, Andrew, a.k.a. Stephen, a round of applause. Um, and thank him for volunteering. I'm going to just put your things there. That would be great. And you can keep the hat if you'd like. No? Okay. <laughs> it's my scarf. So, here we go. Right, so we have <laughs> a visual aid. So we're going to think a little bit about what happened uh, to Stephen and his enemies. When we look at this passage, we find out all sorts of things. We find out that Stephen spoke with wisdom, that Stephen was full of the Holy Spirit. And that in that reading, we heard that his face shone like the face of an angel. Imagine what that must have been like to those around. Sorry, yes, I realize you can't see there, can you? But then if we look at that passage, we discover that his enemies, well, they argued with him. They stirred up people to hate him. They got people to lie about him. And they took him to the authorities. These enemies of Stephen tried to get people to hate him because, well, I guess they were probably jealous of him. They didn't also like what he was doing. So they got people to lie about him, to do all sorts of things. They turned people against Stephen. But then Stephen um, asked if they were telling, he was telling the truth about him, preached a sermon all about the history of God's people. And he told those listening that they had turned their back on the Holy Spirit. Can you imagine how they felt? They were so angry. They couldn't seem to beat Stephen when he spoke and preached about Jesus. And just for a moment, I want to ask you just where you are to talk to the people around you and just chat about why you think that they were not able to beat Stephen. Think about what we've learned about Stephen. Think about um, what they thought about him. Why they might not be able to beat Stephen in this. Just have a little conversation amongst yourselves for a moment.
Okay. So, I'm sure you had some really interesting conversations there about what happened and what, um, what Stephen had done and what the people and how they responded to him, how his enemies responded to him. So Peter, Peter, Stephen did this sermon and he told them about um, all that had been going on. And then we see what happened afterwards. We, we have this incredible uh, situation where we find out that Stephen's enemies were angry. See, I've, I've changed these while you were talking. Uh, um, they were very angry. They gnashed their teeth. That's a horrible thought, isn't it? They ground their teeth together, really angry like that. They cried out. They covered their ears. They dragged him out of the city. They put cloaks at Saul's feet. Now, remember that one, because we're going to think about him in a couple of weeks. They threw stones at Stephen. Picture that scene. This mob grabbed Stephen. They dragged him outside of the city. That He was thrown down and people surrounded him. They picked up rocks. They threw them at him. But look what Stephen did. Stephen gazed into heaven. He saw Jesus at the right hand of the Father. He saw Jesus standing at the right hand of the Father. He prayed to God and he forgave his enemies. That is an incredible thing that Stephen did just there. But what I find really significant about all of that is this one here, that Stephen saw Jesus standing at the right hand of the Father. That is really, really important because we don't really see that anywhere else in the Bible. We don't see Jesus standing. So just for a moment... Have a little conversations amongst yourself about why you think Jesus was standing at the right hand of the Father as Stephen looked at him. Why was Jesus standing? Just have a little quick conversation amongst yourselves. Okay, I'm going to draw you back just a quick moment to chat amongst yourselves about why Stephen saw Jesus standing. Well, let me just say it like this. Hands up if you've ever been to watch a race. Hands up if you've seen uh, something from the Commonwealth Games yet. Excellent, quite a few. Anyone been to anything live? Yeah, excellent. I've managed to see some gymnastics and some netball so far, and it's been absolutely brilliant to go and watch it. And I, I got to see England play Malawi yesterday. And the Malawi fans were incredible. They were so good. They got their flags there. They were standing. They were waving their flags. They were singing songs. They have, I have to say, they put the England fans to shame in that arena. Probably when we get further on in the competition, it might change, I guess. Have a think, though, what happens in those sort of situations. If you're running a race, you're getting to the end, everyone's standing, they may be waving their flags, they may be cheering you on. Maybe that's what Jesus was doing at that point. Maybe Jesus was saying, Stephen, I love you. I'm really pleased with you. Because of course we know in this passage that Stephen went on to die. 
And I'm sure when he closed his eyes when he died and when he was with Jesus, Jesus was there saying, well done, good and faithful servant. Stephen was the first person to die for his faith in Jesus. And there have been many, many, many more people since then. But each one of them has stood up and known that Jesus was with them by his spirit. And they've done it because they knew and they knew that Jesus was there for them and with him. So what can we learn from Stephen? Well, we can learn that the best way to live your life is to follow Jesus and to stand up for him. Because when we stand up for the truth, no one can really stand up to that. They might have felt that they had won, but Stephen saw Jesus standing up for him. We can learn that some people won't like what we say, but it is okay because Jesus is standing for us and cheering us on. We know, don't we, that life is a race, and it's not a race where we compete with others to win, but a race we train for, that we persevere for, we keep going, and we cross the finish line to heaven. So I wonder this morning, how will you choose to run your race? Will you choose to run your race like Stephen? I pray that none of us will find ourselves in his position, but we know that God is with us by his spirit, and that Jesus is cheering us on along with thousands and millions of others so we're going to learn a verse that will help us to do that now it's my really big visual oh some of them have fallen off hang on a minute my really big visual aid (coughs) this is a verse from anyone can anyone tell me what verse it's from see if anyone can work it out not quite finished because a couple of them have fallen us off. <coughs> Just put them on the right place again. Ooh. This is a verse from, it's from Hebrews 12 verse 1. And it's, it's, a, it's a little path. So you start this way, you go around that way. And you go that way, just to confuse you, mainly because I cut the footprints out in the wrong way. So, let's have a go, shall we? So we say, we have many people of faith around us. Their lives tell us what faith means. So let us run the race before us and never give up. Hebrews 12, verse 1. Let's say it one more time. We have many people of faith around us. Their lives tell us what faith means. So let us run the race before us and never give up. We don't need all those words anymore, do we? Let's just remove a few of those and see how we get on now. Are you ready? We have many people around us. Their lives tell us what faith means. So let us run the race. The run the race before us and never give up. Let's just try uh, that one off. And that one. Uh, Are you ready? We have many people of faith around us. Their lives tell us what faith 
knees. So let us run the race before us and never give up. Brilliant. Right. Let's remove a few more footsteps. <laughs> Are you ready? <laughs> we have many people of faith around us. Their lives tell us what faith means. So let us run the race before us. Brilliant. I reckon you can do all of that now, so I'm just going to do that. Are you ready? We have many people what faith means. So let us run the race before us and never give up. Hebrews 12, verse 1. One more time. We have many people of faith around us. Their lives tell us what faith means. So let us run the race before us and never give up. Hebrews 12, verse 1. Well done. You did it. See if you can remember that memory verse today and in this coming week. Oh, we're going to sing. Yes. We're going to sing again. Sorry, apologies. I got excited. We're going to sing uh, once more now, and uh, the band are going to come and join us. Let's, let's stand. We're going to sing about 